If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 1045 WOKV. Hello, good morning. That is right. My name is Jared Mellick. I own Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, and I'm here to answer your home improvement questions. Would love to chat with you this morning. Give me a call, 340-1045. Again, 340 340- one oh four five a little bit under the weather this morning uh, but my uh, voice should hold up uh, would love for you to be a part of the show uh, I own a business that's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, I'm a licensed roofing contractor as well as general contractor. I've done a home improvement radio show for about 19 years now uh, and would love uh, to answer any questions you have regarding home improvement. My business uh, throughout the week, we focus on roofing, siding, and windows. Uh, but any type of home improvement question is okay with me. Uh, maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition. Uh, you want to know what pays off. Uh, maybe you're thinking about replacing your floors and you want to know uh, the different types and which one is better. Uh, maybe you found a leak somewhere and you want to know how to how to stop it or determine where the water's coming in. Maybe you have insulation questions. What type of insulation is better? What's spray foam? What's the difference between open cell and closed cell? Um, uh, maybe you're thinking about replacing your windows and doors. You want to know uh, what type of material is best. Really, anything having to do with home improvement, uh, you can give us a call. Uh, number here uh, uh, to dial is 340-1045. Again, uh, 340-1045 uh, to, uh, to call with your home improvement questions. Uh, any uh, type of home improvement question is okay with me. All right. So a uh, lot of stuff to get to on today's show. I want to talk about um, uh, some stuff that's happening in our business. We're going to focus a little bit about roofing a little bit later on in the show just because uh, there are you know, still a lot of people who uh, have their roofs damaged as a result of Irma. So we're going to chat about that a little bit. Uh, best part of this show, let's face it, it's not me. It is you, our great listener. Would love for you to be a part of the show uh, and uh, give us a call at 340 340- uh, one oh four five. Also, if you want to email a question, uh, you can do that through the web uh, through our website. Uh, you can just email questions at universalroofjacks.com, uh, uh, and then I'll read that question uh, and then answer it uh, live on the air. Uh, and uh, really, any type of uh, home improvement question uh, there is okay as well. All right, let's go uh, straight to the phones. Let's talk to Destin. Uh, on the south side. Uh, Destin, you're in the house. How can we help you? Uh, good morning. Yeah, I got a question about uh, spray foam and crawl spaces. Uh, in Florida right now, as humidity or as humid as it is, is it a good idea to use spray foam in a crawl space? 
Yeah, I, I actually really do like spray foam um, uh, for crawl spaces. It's one of my favorite uh, spots for it. Because if we look at, f at floors specifically, um, is that there's uh, there's the an insulation in general is, is great for restricting heat transfer from one area to the other. But the floors are very drafty areas. And so, you know, there's a lot of cracks in the wood and there's spaces where the supports come, where air then can come inside. And so, and it's, you know, moist, damp air. And so if, you know, the good thing about the spray foam is not only is it going to restrict the heat transfer in that area, but it's going to restrict the air, uh, the airflow in that area, stopping that cold, moist air from coming into the home and stopping the heat from, uh, from coming in that spot as well. So I do like spray foam there. The thing that is really important, though, with spray foam, uh, it, especially in uh, that crawl space uh, area, is you ha still have to make sure that the um, the underside of that spray foam is ventilated well. Um, sometimes what will happen is, is that people will uh, add spray foam, which really seals the underside of the floor, but a lot of the heat and the moisture and the air movement was actually transferring up into the home. So when they close that off, it actually causes big mold and moisture issues underneath of the home. Uh, and so you have to make sure that that area is ventilated well. And so uh, you want to make sure that you have plenty of vents within that crawl space area so that that way the air can flow since it's no longer coming inside the home. Does that make sense? You still there, Destin, or no? Okay. Uh, I think I think we ended up losing them. But um, so it, it, making sure that that space is, is ventilated well is still really key. But I like spray foam in that area. You also, our other concern with spray foam in crawl spaces is that you want to make sure that, um, that, you know, critters and things like that cannot get in that area because I have seen where rats or squirrels or, or different things will get in and chew through the spray foam. So, um, now they can do that no matter what type of insulation is in the is in the uh, uh, is in the is in the crawl space. So it's not just you know spray foam that we're concerned about. It's with all of them, and so you do have to make sure that um, you know that it is uh, you know that you have some sort of critter control process so that that way you have airflow, but not spots where where critters can come in. So. Um, so just make sure that you take that into consideration. All right. So it sounds like we have a, a an off-air question, which is, would the spray foam lead to more possible damage during a hurricane? Um, no, I, I, I can't think of a reason that spray foam would cause additional damage. The, the, one of the things that we look at is we look at open cell versus closed cell. Uh, closed cell um, would... Uh, uh, does not allow the moisture to pass through it where open cell would. Uh, with closed cell, uh, the only thing that I could think of is that <laughs> if your roof is removed and there's openings uh, in, the, uh, in the roof that would allow water to come in, with open cell, theoretically, that water will pass through. With closed cell, it won't. Uh, and so, you know, the more you leave it unprotected, uh, the greater likelihood that you would get uh, damage to the wood decking. Um, 
Uh, and then, um, but other than that, I wouldn't really be too concerned or think that spray foam would cause or allow additional damage. Um, from what I understand, the caller was also concerned about whether or not the foam would float, uh, float and cause more damage to the surrounding area being insulated. I, I don't know that I have a concern. I mean, if, if the, if it's, if water's getting to it, um, uh, where it would float, then there's all kinds of other damage that you would have to be concerned about. So, so no, I, I don't think that spray foam and it, I can't think of a reason that would, that would cause a spray foam to cause additional damage. Um, it might be additional cost of repairs because if the spray foam gets wet, um, uh, theoretically, <laughs> that's one additional item that would have to be replaced. So from a cost perspective, you know, you may have the additional cost of the spray foam, but I don't think that the spray foam by itself uh, would necessarily, you know, cause any additional damage uh, in regards to hurricane. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, closed cell insulation uh, is uh, actually does have a structural component to it where it actually will hold um, the structure together uh, better, and it does increase the wind resistance uh, of the structure by having uh, closed cell spray foam because it actually holds it all together. What happens with wind is that wind, once it has a single area for an opening, that it 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 actually additional wind goes into that opening and, and then a negative air pressure goes over, which actually causes it to cause more damage. So the stronger the 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 <coughs> the home is and the structure is, the less likely it is that it will receive additional damage. And so there's many times. In fact, uh, one of the one of my buildings uh, that um, uh, uh, received some damage through Irma and what ended up happening is is that some uh, uh, one of the um, door panels ended up uh, being blown in it was a commercial metal building and the um, the uh, garage door it had a roll-up garage door uh, that had just been replaced and um, it wasn't fastened correctly so what happened is is the wind came along actually blew that garage door in and then once the wind was in it caused significant further damage because once there's an opening it changes how the wind end up ends up going into it because a negative air pressure is built uh, because of that opening and so it ended up you know causing half the roof to be torn off and half the outside of the building to come in and so um so that really made a big difference on the uh, on the damage that ended up happening. So once wind finds an opening, it, additional damage would occur. So uh, the spray foam, the closed cell spray foam, actually has a structural component to it where it helps helps hold all that stuff together, and so it actually make it more wind resistant, uh, usually by having spray foam. So. Uh, thanks for that question. Appreciate it. If you want to call with your home improvement questions, numbers here are 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Good morning. Welcome back. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered. All you have to do is give me a call, 340-1045. Again, 
1045. I will answer your home improvement questions. Maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition. You have a question about it. Uh, perhaps uh, you have some flooring questions, roofing questions, siding, really anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, I'm a general contractor as well as a roofing contractor, and uh, many questions I can answer. If I don't know it, I'll definitely let you know that I don't know it, uh, but uh, but would love to answer uh, any home improvement question that you have, uh, 340-1045, again, 340-1045. Uh, my business is Universal Roof and Contracting. And uh, we primarily help people with their roofing, uh, siding, and window needs uh, throughout the week. Uh, but when I come in on the weekends and answer your questions, uh, really anything having to do with home improvement uh, is perfectly okay with me. Also, if you want to email me a question, uh, you can do that at questions at universalroofjacks.com. Uh, and we'll answer those. Uh, you know, there's a, a you know, roofing is pretty hectic right now. Uh, roofing is pretty busy. There's, uh, I know we're pretty backed up, and a lot of a uh, lot of roofing companies locally are. Um, and so, just want to, uh, you know, just because of the the damage from Irma and. Um, and uh, there were still, you know, some people who hadn't uh, uh, got their roofs fixed uh, after uh, the hurricanes last year as well. And so uh, it is um, uh, fairly busy out there. But we would still, you know, love to be a part of uh, of your roofing project, uh, whether it's uh, you receive damage from Irma or your roof is just getting towards the end of its life uh, or you just have a small repair that needs to be done. Uh, we do have a repair division as well. Uh, my business, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, and our phone number at the office, if you uh, want to have us come out, take a look at it, uh, is 495-0948. Again, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, uh, 904-495-0948. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Jeanette in Palm Coast. Jeanette, you are in the house. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, How are you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. This is uh, I. The hurricane came through and literally knocked off one shingle, one shingle off my roof. Um, I, you know, it's it's a, such a small project. Really, nobody wants to come out. I get it. I was trying to find out where can I even find one shingle that matches this. I don't even know where to start, honestly. Yeah. Any suggestions? Sure. So, um, so many times it really is one shingle and many times it is not. I can tell you that, that most of the time when somebody says that they have one missing shingle, it's accurate that there's one that's missing, but that doesn't mean that there's not other damage there as well. And so having it, it looked at by a certified roofing contractor would be a really good idea. Uh, just because there. You know, there's what happens with wind is when the wind comes along, many times the forces are great enough and the way it hits the roof that it will physically remove and tear off a shingle. Well, many other times what happens is, is that it lifts it and actually creases it, which tears the shingle, but does not actually remove it. And then also what, what it can do is it can lift it, separate the sealant strip, but it not actually tear it or uh, or remove it. So wind damage on shingles looks like loose, creased, and missing. So for sure you have at least one missing. And so if it is one missing and the roof is flexible and pliable, then yes, you can you know just replace that one individual shingle. If it is um, 
not pliable and not flexible, there are times where one missing shingle has caused us to have to replace the entire roof. Now, that's the, I'm not saying that that's the case here because chances are it's not. That's the exception, not the rule. But there have been times where there's been one missing shingle where if the shingles are so brittle that you can't uh, patch it, you can't separate one shingle from another without damaging the shingle that it's connected to. But if you call my office, um, you know, we will come out for one missing shingle. Um, understand that the cost of repair to repair one missing shingle is expensive per shingle because you only have one of them, right? And it costs the same amount to come out for a huge repair that it does to come out for a small repair. So it, there's no doubt that, you know, that and getting a roofer out is expensive. It's just it is what it is. We'll come out and look at it for free. But if you call my office, um, my office number uh, for Universal Roofing Contracting is 495-0948. Again, 495 four nine, Say that again. I'm sorry. That's okay. 495-0948. 0948. Okay. Yep. Great. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you so much for your help. I didn't yep. even know where to start. <laughs> Thanks, Jeanette. Appreciate your call. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more uh, in the house here on News 104.5 WOKV. Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend, discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, In the House with Jared on News 104.5 WOKV. Good morning. Welcome back. That's right. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered. All you got to do, give us a call, 340-1045. Uh, Again, 340-1045. And uh, I'll answer those home improvement questions that you have. Anything is okay with me uh, when it comes to home improvement in construction. Uh, I can answer a pretty fair amount of them. Uh, if I end up not being able to or don't know the answer, I'll let you know that as well. But uh, I am a licensed general contractor. And so uh, most home improvement questions I should be able to help you out with. Again, 340-1045. Uh, if you get a chance, check out our website, uh, universalroofjacks.com. Uh, you can look at a bunch of projects that we've done uh, and um, uh, all things home improvement there. Uh, and uh, if you're thinking about uh, having your roof replaced, uh, you can uh, uh, give us a call. I want to take a moment to talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. You know, Renewal by Anderson is the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation. Anderson is just known as quality. It's a 114-year-old uh, uh, window and door company, uh, and uh, they just really do a really great job. Well, a number of years ago, they, you know, they had always focused on new construction when it came to windows and doors. And what they discovered is, is that replacing windows and doors is just a different process. You can't use uh, stock sizes that, you know, because a home settles and there's the existing material that's in there that has to come out. And so they ended up <clears throat> starting a whole division that is called Renewal by Anderson, which is the window replacement division. And each of the um, windows and doors are custom made to fit the opening. And they handle the process from start to finish. And it's Renewal by Anderson. Really the, the best uh, experience when it comes to home improvement uh, in the window and door industry. 
And uh, you should give them a call. They make a great window and door. Now, it's not cheap, uh, but they make a material called Fibrex, which is a composite material. And it really is. It's designed to look like a painted wood window. And it's basically a wood window that doesn't rot. And so uh, it really is a a great job. And uh, you can give them a call at Renewal by Anderson. Uh, It's 222. Eight zero six four again two 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 eight zero six four of course area code nine zero four and uh, they do have a special for our in the house show listeners uh, if you uh, call them you can get twenty percent off your entire order it's got to be the, you have to call that exact phone number in order to take advantage of the special. And again, it's 222-8064. Be sure to let them know that you heard about it on in the house. All right, let's go to uh, Zachary in St. Augustine. Zachary, you're in the house. How can I help you? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Um, doing my good. My question was, um, you know, I, I sand hardwood floors, and I've been doing it for years, and um, I notice um, sometimes when the floor is done that there's chatter in the floor. It's like these kind of waves, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it's from, the uh, the big sander vibrating and it doesn't mm-hmm. take much because it runs it you know so um, so fast that uh, and I'm getting yelled at by the boss for leaving chatter in the floor and and, and I don't really think it's uh, it's my fault you know I, yeah. I have a feeling it's the it's the machinery so I was just seeing if you've ever heard anything or yeah I mean. I mean, you know, so chatter in hardwood floors and resanding is is extremely common. I, I I'll tell you a little story about me. So I've been in, in construction and a home improvement from the time I was a little kid, and um, so uh, I bought a my very first house that I purchased. Uh, I bought when I was 21, and it had uh, hardwood floors, and so I decided that I was gonna um, that I was gonna you know resurface them myself. And, uh, so I ended up, you know, renting the sander and I, uh, you know, and I did the job and, and, um, and again, I had, I had chatter marks in the, in the floors, uh, when I was done. And, and, um, so I, you know, called my dad over who had, you know, my dad has been in construction longer than me and has resurfaced floors a number of different times. And he actually redid the area that I did and it didn't have any chatter marks. And I swear I did everything right, but yet it still, you know, it still happened. And I, and I think that part of it is, is if we look at it is, you know, it starts with a small imperfection in the floor, which you're going to have, there's going to be a raised section and, uh, and, um, is usually what happens and that causes it to go up a little bit and then it causes it to go down right next to it. And so there's just an, you know, there's just an art in it. It's, there's just a process of, you know, the speed that you go across and the angle that you go across and how much time you spend in each individual area. There's just an art to it that I think that just takes experience and time to continue to get better at. So, you know, the thing is, is that you're going to be better at it a month from now than you are today, theoretically, if you're getting better. And so one of the things that I always do is I always say, you know, how is it that you can get better? Like I would say to my boss, if I'm you, I would say, okay, obviously I'm not trying to do, you put chatter marks in it. What is it that I'm doing wrong that I can improve to, to, to try to get better? Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of it is just experience. It's just, you know, it just takes time. There's an art to it, but at the same time, you can't have wood floors that have chatter marks. You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, you just can't. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, so, I've been doing it for a, a long time, and, and a lot of times, um, you know, I really think it's the, it's the machine. Another thing, I think, if the floor is not um, nailed in correctly, if, if you know, because the floor, I, I imagine, can wobble a little bit if, if the sander's on it. So what I'm going to do is, is, um, is switch up my sanding method. A lot of times yep. I go from right to left. Um, I don't know. That has something to do with it, but I'm going to start going from, I'm going to go left to right and uh, just try, just try something new. Yeah. So this is what I find um, guys have a tendency to do who are, um, uh, so the, you are correct in that there's a, there's a number of things that causes it. One is, is that if you have any looseness in the floor at all, the other thing is, is that if there's already imperfections in it where you have one that is raised, then what's going to happen is, is that it's going to, as the sander goes over it, it's going to cause kind of a low point on the other side of it. And so switching angles is something that, that is really important or making sure that it's, you know, uh, really installed well, you know, anchored down. If you, uh, many times what people will do is they'll actually inject some glue in some areas or addition, uh, some additional right. fasteners to, um, to try to make sure that the floor is anchor, anchored well and then trying right. different angles, <laughs> trying different angles as well. And then... <coughs> Excuse me, my I'm coughing in your uh, in your ears there, but um, uh, and then uh, also um, you know changing out the uh, uh, doing additional runs with a finer grit sandpaper as well, uh, not starting off with as um, you know as rough as sandpaper in the beginning. Right, it, it seems like that chatter um, gets in the floor on the first cut. And usually my first cut is uh, I, I put it on a little angle, you know, two, three, four degrees. So that and uh, I, I think that's where the chatter is beginning on my first cut. So yeah, and you may want to start. You may want to start with a finer. You know, if you have an area that's you know, if you have a floor that is especially in ones where there's a lot of imperfections or it seems to be loose, you may want to you know take a um, you know use finer. Uh, uh, paper up front where you're, you're having to do a whole nother run with it, but that that way you're not gouging it or digging into it or causing those chatter marks. Cause once they're in, they're really hard to get out. So, yeah, 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 definitely. So, all right, brother. Well, good luck with that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks Zachary. Appreciate your call. Yep. If you want to take his line uh, number here, three, four, Oh, one Oh, four, five again, three, four, Oh, one Oh, four, five. Let's go to Barry. Barry, you're in the house. How can we help you? Yeah, I, I got a Florida room, and it has the uninsulated U-type uh, panels on the roof where they mm -hmm. set them down and roll the edges over. Yep. And, and I want to replace it. I, I, it's really useless in the summertime because it's too hot. In the wintertime, it's too cold. I want to replace them with the foam-insulated panels. Right. But I, I, I really like to do the job myself. I mean, I come from a, a family of construction workers and stuff, so I know how to do it. My question is, can you buy just the panels? So 
yes, the, the panels can be purchased. The question is whether or not you can buy them. So let me, let me explain that. So the, the, st- the style of roof that you have now is a non-insulated, what we call a pan roof or patio roof. And you're right, it's shaped like a U. It's basically just a layer of aluminum. And then the ones that you're talking about are, are what's called sandwich panels, also called the most common manufacturer is a manufacturer called Elite, E-L-I-T-E, elite panels and so it's a it's a sandwich panel so it's a layer of aluminum then there's uh, polystyrene insulation and then another layer of aluminum and then the there they actually have a track system where each one connects to the next one and so uh, as a homeowner you are allowed to perform any work at your home that a contractor is allowed to do. You're supposed to follow the same rules and installation methods that a contractor does, but you are allowed to um, uh, to install any work. Now, theoretically, if you're just replacing the roof panels on this, this is theoretically by most municipalities uh, and most building departments, they would consider this something where you're supposed to get a permit on. So uh, just be aware of that. And many times the wall panels that that are on an existing patio roof are don't meet the existing codes or the the existing strength requirements that the elite panels would require. So there are many times where people say, oh, I just want to replace the roof panels, but where they end up having to replace not only the roof panels, but they end up having to replace the wall panels as well. So just be aware of that and be cautious of it. And then so- the reason why I said that some that you can do it, but whether or not you can purchase it, there's a number of suppliers of these elite panels that require, that do not sell to homeowners. They only sell to contractors. And so if you just go to, um, I forget what their website is, but if you just Google elite sandwich panel, then you can find out the manufacturer and then, uh, and then you can start calling around to suppliers to see if they sell to homeowners. But many of the supply houses for for construction related materials have internal policies that say that they're only going to sell to contractors so that that way, as contractors, we have an advantage uh, in in that industry. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, well, I had somebody come out and look at it and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the individual panels cost. I was a little shocked, you know, that it's, a, it's basically a 30 square foot uh, Florida room, 10 by, by uh, 30. And yeah, 300 square foot. Yeah, 300 square foot. I was a little shocked with the $10,000 price that they yeah. put in Yeah, I mean, the one, there's probably, there's probably, he'll probably have to give a permit, and then there's the, you have to, you know, have drawings and submitted to the municipality and all of that stuff. Um, so, and for that, I would imagine, was he replacing the wall panels as well or just the roof panels? Uh, I'm not sure. He just gave me a general estimate for the whole job. Now, I have considered uh, just going out and buying the three-inch uh, styrofoam and put it in between the panels and then do a a metal roof over top of it. You know, uh, I, I bought a, a, a panel, of, I should say, a, a metal roofing panel from Home Depot, and it fits real well on all the raised edges, you know, or, or that that was one option I, I had thought about also. You know, I mean, 
I, I'm not sure I want to put $10,000 in a Florida room that I put $10,000 in a long time ago, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I get that. My concern with the second option that you described of doing the insulation and then the roof panels is that that thin aluminum, I'd be concerned about the additional weight on that thin aluminum on those U-panels because many times it'll I've seen where it bends in the center because of the additional weight. So uh, elite panels is what you're looking at. I would Google it, see if you can find a, manuf- or a local supplier that will deliver to you. All right, good luck with that, man. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate your call. All right, we got to take a quick break. Come in to the final segment this week's In the House Show. See Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate it. Right, let's go straight to the phones. Let's talk to David on the west side. David, you're in the house. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, I've got a... Uh, 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 an older home that's built uh, in around 1950. It's got the original roof on it. Mm-hmm. Um, a flat what tile. Kind, what kind of roof is it? Uh, it's a flat tile roof, and it's the way they are attached. It forms kind of like a diamond shape. Um, uh, my, my grandfather always called it a slate uh, roof, but I don't think it's really a slate roof. I think it's a manufactured uh, tile. Yeah. I know it was it's, a roof from, from 1950. Okay, the most of the time when you have the when most of the time when you have that diamond shaped uh, in the done in the in uh, built in the 1950s, most of the time it's an asbestos tile is actually what it is. Especially if it's still up there, there's there's only uh, the slate is sometimes they'll do slate in a diamond, but it's hard to get that shape and and so most of the time if we see a diamond done in the 50s, the chances are it's going to be an asbestos tile. Um, I've got, it's just one localized area where we have a leak. Is there, is it uh, possible to repair that? Do you have any additional pieces? No, I don't. Yeah, it's going to be really tough because one, when in dealing with asbestos, there's a, there's a whole process in dealing with asbestos. One is, is that if there's a concern that it's asbestos, we have to send it off, uh, a sample off to a lab to get it tested just because there's certain working requirements uh, in order to deal with it. There's a whole process, and I don't have time to get into it because that music is playing, which means we are at, come to the end of the show. Can you email me, and I can we have a, we can have an outside phone conversation about this. Email me, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at universalroofjacks.com. Again, Jared at universalroofjacks.com. Thank you so much to everyone for listening today. The show's called In the House, called Universal Roofing. Our phone number is 495-0948. You're listening In the House. See you next week. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 